0: Hey mamas, you're listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast, the only podcast teaching you how to balance your work, motherhood, and wellness. I am Dr. Amber Thornton, clinical psychologist and mama wellness consultant. Each week we dive into tips and strategies and much more so that you too can become a balanced working mama. Let's dive in. Hey mamas, Dr. Amber here. I hope that you all are doing well and it's always good to come and chat with you all on the Balanced Working Mama podcast. If you are new to this podcast, hello and welcome. I'm glad you're here and I hope that you will definitely spend some time to just go back through some of the episodes, especially season one. Honestly, all of these episodes are really good because they all are designed to help you find more balance and wellness in your motherhood journey. So today, you all, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have anything planned. (laughs) So this is me literally just talking, and I want to explain why. I recently just had an amazing, crazy, unexpected weekend. And if you all follow me on Instagram, you probably know about this. Um, At the time I'm recording this, we just wrapped up my son's birthday weekend. He just turned three. And so for those of you who follow me on Instagram, this was a week ago. Um, he just turned three. And to my surprise, my family actually drove from Ohio to come visit during this weekend. And because of that, my weekend was completely like a whirlwind of like I don't know. It was all all the things like fun, exciting, busy, hectic, everything because I was not expecting my family to visit. So not only were we celebrating my son's third birthday, we were also spending very special quality time with my family. And so I want to back up to give you all some context for why this is so important for me. So a few things that you all should probably know to understand why it was just so important for me to have my family be here. One, and again, if you all listen to the podcast, you know about this. My father passed away almost exactly a year ago. He passed away May 28th of 2021. And so it's been an interesting year without him. Um, he was always such a big part of our lives. Me growing up, it was always me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. It was the four of us always. And so for him to no longer be here is something that we have definitely been adjusting to. Um, and it's been it's been an adjustment for sure so this was the very first time that we have been able to get together and just be together outside of his funeral um which is really special but it also i think was great timing because it is right around the time that we are thinking about his passing you know it's been a whole year without him and the year feels like it went so fast it, it, it's crazy how Time goes when you lose a loved one. It feels like it was literally just yesterday when I got the call about him passing away. So for us to be together and to be together for a very happy special occasion, like celebrating my son's third birthday was so awesome, y'all. It was so, so, so awesome. So I think another reason why this was so important to me definitely involves some more of my upbringing and this is um actually is pretty personal but i think something that you all will be able to relate to um in some way in some some manner i i want to tell you about my family a little bit so i grew up in ohio dayton ohio to be specific and if you all if anybody's from ohio you you probably have heard of dayton ohio it's right um slightly north of Cincinnati. It's like a little bit west of Columbus. It's like right in the middle of that. um, One of the smaller cities, but definitely, you know, a city nonetheless in Ohio. And that's where I grew up. I lived in Dayton, Ohio um, until I was 18. And then from there, I went to the Ohio State University, which was really just an hour away. moving on over to Columbus. And so, you know, growing up, family was such an important part of my life because it was always me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. But moving away to college was really big because I was the first person in my family to go to college. Um, My mom and my dad did not to college they did not um, have that experience and so me being a first-generation college student definitely set the tone in terms of me being one in my family that often carries a heavier load if that makes sense and again for some of you who are maybe first-generation college students or first-generation something in your family you know that when you are one of the first to do something in your family there is a lot of responsibility, but then also higher expectation. And sometimes what that means is that because people view you as being able to handle so many things and um, view you in this way, often there's not a lot of space for you to receive support, you know, receive the things you need because you are constantly doing the things to kind of hold up The family or hold up this this persona of, you know, she's the one that's that does the things first. Right. That was my life for a long time. You all. I don't think it helped that I was also the older sister, so I was just the responsible one. I was the one that went to college first. I was the one that went to grad school, the only one that went to grad school. I was the one to move away first. I was the first one to move outside of Ohio, the first one to move across the country, the first one to get married. And so it was definitely this role that I was starting to take on of, I will be the one to support you and everyone else but I, I'm not one that often needs or receives support because I am the one that does the things. If this feels relatable for you, if this feels um, familiar, trust me, you are not alone. I get the sense that those of you who are drawn to this podcast podcast probably have this experience of living a life where maybe you are the strong friend Maybe you are the strong daughter. Maybe you are the strong sister. Maybe you are the strong one, whatever. The first, you might be the first generation something. There's something in you that has made it so that you often are doing for other people and not necessarily receiving in the same way. This was something that I had fallen into and it honestly didn't bother me. I didn't even notice it, you know, I'm, I was just the one, you know, if something's going on, I get reached out to, you know, if someone is needing something, you know, I'm there to help. When I started to move outside of Ohio and since I moved outside of Ohio, I've lived in like five different states. I've lived in Tennessee, I've lived in California, lived in Maryland, now in DC. I was always the one visiting my family. And, you know, I think it also made sense because all of my families in Ohio, including my extended family, everyone is there. A lot of my good friends are still in Ohio. And so I was often the one that was doing the visiting, <laughs> you know, holidays, time to drive back. I take that five hour drive, take that six hour drive, take that plane, the ride, the flight, whatever it is. I'm the one traveling. But I noticed that once I became a mom That role just did not fit for me anymore, you all. Like, motherhood, as it does, really changed things for me in that I realized I actually needed a lot more support than what I had been receiving. You know, I was so comfortable in this role of being the one that was like... Um, I'll travel to wherever you all need me to be. I'll come put everything on hold for to do this thing. you know, yes, I can make the time to help this person with this thing. But then when I became a mom, I had children, one, then I had another one. I could not be that person anymore. And so there's something called systems theory. This is very nerdy, but I'm going to this is what it just made me think of if, as a psychologist when we study families or when we study systems or organizations. What we know is that when one part of the system changes, it's like a ripple effect. and the other parts of the system are impacted, but oftentimes it takes a while for those other parts to adjust to this new way of being or doing that the the original um, change initiated, right? So once I became a mom, I quickly realized, oh my gosh, I can't travel back and forth to see my family like I used to. I can't, you know, we, we tried a few times, but, Traveling with infants, <laughs> traveling with toddlers, y'all, that is a lot. And I know some of you actually enjoy that. But for me and my family, it's really hard. I think I think that's the case for many millennials right now. Our lives are so full. Our lives are so complicated. And planning to travel to visit family multiple times a year is just not something that I could Fit into my life in the same way, which was really concerning because I wasn't sure how this was going to work. You know, I'm always the one traveling to see my family. And so, what happens if I decide that I am unable to fulfill this part of the bargain? I'm unable to, to be the one to travel. Will anyone come visit me? I know this might sound I don't I don't I don't know how it sounds I don't even want to put words in anybody's I don't know how it sounds but I really had a fear that if and when I decided that I could not travel in the same way that it meant that no one was gonna come to visit. And it's because I think that everyone was so used to me being the one to do it. Um so that was my worry for a really long time. And remember what I talked about with systems theory, for a really long time, there weren't a lot of visits. Granted, there was also a pandemic, which really made things challenging for us. Um, And also during that pandemic, I did lose my father. And so traveling and visiting family, seeing family, started to become a very sensitive spot for me because I knew I did not have the capacity, but I also just was not sure that my family had the capacity either. You know, I'm not the only one grieving, they are too. I'm not the only ones with a very busy life. They have a very busy life too. And so I just wasn't sure what this meant for us in terms of how we would see each other. And I started to realize now, you know, I, I I recall hearing stories of people not seeing their families for years at a time. And I always I never understood that. I never understood it. I was thinking, like, you know, how do you go so long? Someone just didn't go. <laughs> and I started to understand how and why that happened, because I, I truly saw that happening for us where it would be four or five years and we just weren't able to see one another because of how challenging it could be. I think another thing that I had started to think about too is about my mom and her experience of her mom and just what it means to become an adult and how that relationship changes with your parents, right? Um, This conversation is also about generational patterns and upbringings. And sometimes people say generational curses. I'm not sure if this is a curse, but it is definitely an experience where, thinking about my mom's life. My mom was born and grew up in Mississippi. And then in her 20s, she moved to the Midwest. But I don't believe that her mom ever came to visit I know that my my grandmother, which is my mom's mom, came when my mom got married. So my, ma- my grandmother made it from Mississippi to Ohio for the wedding. But I do not recall a time that she ever came to visit again. And I don't think this is because she didn't love or care for her. My mom was one of 10 children. And so I can only imagine how challenging it it would be to try to visit all 10 of your children when they all have, for the most part, half of them have left the state. Not only that, my mom grew up in the 50s and 60s and so my grandmother was not used to that type of being, that life where her children were away and people were away and you travel. Traveling back then was a really big deal and not something that you did often. You know, for us now traveling is a very regular, you know, yearly, multiple times a year thing. I think for my grandmother back in her time, it was a once in a lifetime thing. And so that was the relationship with she and my mom. She, after my mom left home, she visited her one time for her wedding and that was it. So now flash forward, my mom has this daughter who then goes on to be the first person to go to college, first person to go to graduate school, first person to leave the state, first person to move across the country, first, all this stuff. And all she knows is, well, my mom only traveled outside of her home town one time to see me. So what do you do with that? You know, I was just thinking about that and, You know, for my mom, her learning how to utilize travel to continue the relationship with her daughter was something new, something that she has not experienced in her upbringing with her mom, and yet she's trying to do it with me. It's funny because the other day on Instagram, I talked about how Sometimes I become frustrated. And I know this is also an experience that many millennial mamas have. Sometimes I become frustrated because it feels like I'm trying to parent in this manner that I did not receive growing up. And I don't think it's hit me until more recently that I think my mom is going through that very same experience in her own way, right? You know, I'm out here doing this gentle parent stuff. My parents weren't gentle parents. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't abusive, but I don't think any of our parents were gentle parents, one, because that wasn't a thing back then. But two, I don't think they had the capacity, even if they wanted to. But something that my mom is trying to do is trying to learn how to continue her relationship with her adult daughter in a way that she did not receive from her mom. What does it mean for her to have a relationship with her daughter who now lives outside of the state who will never return to Ohio? How do we continue that without it being something that she's always bearing the responsibility of? I was really afraid that my family would not be able to adjust to me saying that I could no longer fulfill this role of being that person in the family. And to my surprise, (laughs) On May 20th, 2022, I was literally sitting in my dining room trying to, I don't know what I was doing on my phone. And then all of a sudden, randomly at like 6.30 in the evening, our doorbell rings. And I look over and I see my brother standing at our front door. I see my sister-in-law and I see my mom standing there. And it was amazing. It was amazing, you all. Okay, I'm going to not get emotional because I don't want to do that today, but it helps me see that my family is capable of change. And it is also okay for me to change. It's okay for me to express my needs. It's okay for me to be honest about what I want. And that's exactly what's supposed to happen because I cannot stay the same. I am not that same woman that I was 10 years ago. I'm different. And that means that the people around me have to adjust and seeing my family at the door because they made the effort to visit, because they knew that I needed them, because I was vocal about how hard it was in this season of my life to fulfill this continually. They did it and it made me feel so good. (sighs) It was everything I needed, y'all. Like, it just really gave me the push that I needed to know it is okay for me to continue to evolve and it is okay for you to evolve too. If you're listening to this and you've been afraid to make changes in your life because of how it might impact the people around you, just know that making those changes is probably going to be for the greater good of not only you but the people around you because it also will encourage them to grow and encourage them to expand and maybe our process of really evolving and changing will help them as they evolve and change and grow so that is why this weekend was so special to me it confirmed to me that i do have space and freedom to evolve and expand and to become the woman I want to be and the people around me will accept it and they will also grow with me. And I know some of you might be listening to this and and realizing that there are, are going to be some people around you who won't grow with you. There will be some people around you who will not be able to expand in the same way or in the same pace. And I know that that can be so hard. And I hope that you are able to see that you still need to grow, even if it it pushes some people out. But I hope that it also means that it will attract and encourage the right people into your life so that you will feel supported as you continue to evolve and grow and change. (sighs) Okay, I think that's all I have. (laughs) I hope you all got something out of this episode. And if you did, please reach out to me and let me know what you did. Because <laughs> it, it helps me to know you know, that when I do have episodes like this that are just more free flowing and just me talking about my process, that it is helpful. But I am just sitting with this lesson, this reflection for me. And what I'm taking away is it is okay to change. It is okay to grow. It is okay to evolve. And I'm moving in the right direction and, and all is well. All is well. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I love and appreciate you all so much. Um, I am going to go clean up, straighten up, try to get ready for this work week. Because y'all know how it is. When you kick it all weekend, sometimes the week starts off a little rocky. (laughs) So I'm about to try to get stuff together so my week doesn't start off so rocky, but all in all, I'm feeling so good and I'm, I'm so blessed and so grateful. All right. I will talk to you all soon. Hey mama, thank you for listening to the balanced working mama podcast. If you love this podcast, please be sure to rate it and share it with another mama that you know, and don't forget to follow me and Balance working mama on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.